What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 71 of the Tucson Pinball Podcast. Welcome to Wayne's World. Uh, right on time and right on schedule, uh, just as always, because we have no schedule. <laughs> uh, let's do a little bit of data from 2023. So um, I kind of like looking at some of the numbers, and at some point they're just going to get so similar that it's like, maybe I won't do this, maybe I won't, you know. Anyways, um, in years past, I think I've done like, top earners by percentage and stuff like that. But um, I, I kind of don't even think that would be valid for 23 because um, some of my, you know, and all the top earners are all modern games just because that's the way it's going to end up. But, you know, like I, I got a Godzilla late in the year. And if you look at it last year, it was, you know, not competing for the top earner. But, you know, from here on out, it's going to be. <laughs> um, and I think Ghostbusters is one that, title the last several years and ghostbusters was out for a couple months so i could clean it and work on it and fix some stuff and you know just swap some things out and you know new new rings and everything like that and same thing with metallica and i mean you could i could do averages and stuff like that but that's not the way my spreadsheet's set up so i don't even really want to deal with it so if if you want if you want to know the top earners they're all sterns <laughs> they're all modern sterns so just take your pick and yeah it probably did better than other stuff um, so anyways, um, onto, onto the actual information I wanted to talk about. And so my excuse for, you know, we're almost done with January, but my excuse for, for this coming out when it is, um, well, so a <laughs> kind of the tail end of last year was kind of interesting because, um, Twippies came out and said, you know, oh, we're not going to do it. I, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, I, I would like to be nominated for a Twippy. Like I, I, that's. I don't care. That's not real. I mean, not that I don't care. Like, I think that's kind of, it's cool that it's a thing, whatever, but, um, that's not really, you know, like if, depending on how many podcasts you listen to, you know, people will sit there and be like, beg and plead for just nominating for a Twippy. And then others will be like, Oh, I don't care. You know, I, I think it's cool that it exists. Um, there's, there's no chance. I mean, like this is, this is literally like I use the Wayne's world intro and outro because like, this is literally supposed to sound like it's produced in my mom's basement in Aurora, Illinois on public access. So like there's, there is zero production effort that goes into this besides the fact that, you know, there is an intro and outro. Like I don't, I don't even like stop and, and cut out stuff and you know, whatever, unless like the dog opens the door and like, you can hear, you know, his tail wagging on smacking the mic stand or something. like, you know, just random stuff like that. Um, I, I don't, I don't edit anything. So, I mean, I'm not really, <laughs> anyway, where I'm going with that is I'm, I'm not trying to win awards. Like this is just like kind of a, it's not even all that creative of an outlet, but it's kind of a creative outlet for me just to kind of say some words and you know, whatever. Cause I'm thinking about stuff and I don't know. Um, I don't do current events typically. I don't do, you know, structured stuff. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, this is just kind of fun. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, but the other uh, awards, yeah, there's two pinball awards. That's how crazy that is. Um, but the, oh, what do they call themselves? They used to be called just like the pinball awards, but now it's like the pinball industry awards or something like that. Anyways, they have criteria and you can be, um, selected so it's not like a um what what do they call it so like uh, nickelodeon always has like the teen choice awards or whatever and that's like a popular vote but then like the pinball industry awards is more of like a panel of 
you know, pre-vetted individuals and they get sent a ballot and then those people do the voting. And then like, it's a much smaller pool than just like if everybody in the hobby had access to it. And, you know, there's multiple ways of going about doing a voting system and that's what they've decided on. And that's cool. And I think it's kind of funny and they have lots of different ways to qualify for that. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of funny that the thing that I would probably be most qualified for, uh, I don't foresee myself checking that box anytime soon. <laughs> and that is as a tournament director. Um, I, I guess maybe the thing that I would be even more qualified for is if they had some category for, you know, route operating, hobby operating people, you know, like you have games in the wild and you have to fix stuff and you have to talk to people and show people where the start button is from time to time. And, you know, just that, that stuff. Like, I don't even know if there is a, um, a way to qualify for being any type of an operator, whether it's hobby or professional or whatever. Um, but they do have a tournament director qualification, but in order to, to qualify on that side, you have to host an event with 40 people. And it's like, I, I don't do that, but I, I mean, I used to host 50 events a year and, you know, Sometimes, granted, we'd have like five people show up just depending on what was going on. But like I, I have probably hosted more events as a tournament director than maybe anybody else in the state, you know, depending on how, you know, if you go far as far back as like the total history of my stuff. Like at this point, you know, the Electric Bat, they have a, a weekly league tournaments thing and, and you know, there's there's other stuff. And I'm not trying to turn that into a competition, but it's like. If there's anything I'd be qualified for, it would be as a tournament director. Um, but then they have like media type creative qualification things. And it's like if you wrote an article or if you something with websites and, you know, like I'm sure Robin at Pinside could vote in the industry awards. Um, but anyways, um, but what they do have is they have a podcaster category as well. And you can qualify with I thought it was seven. I don't know why I thought it was seven. Um, but it's actually five. And so I was looking through, just getting towards the end of the year, and I'm like looking through my stuff. And I was so active last year, you know, big, big pat on my back. I, I did six whole podcasts, you know, good job. Way to go, me. Um, and I thought it was seven podcasts that you needed to qualify. And it's like, hey, I've I've done the voting thing before. Like I kind of, I wouldn't mind being a part of that. That's kind of fun. It's And it's not like a, a power thing or anything, but it's just like, I don't know. Like it's like, hey, I've I've done that thing. I checked the box, and I I'd like to give my input. Um, so, anyways, late in the year, I was kind of like, oh, what you know, I could do a, a 2023 recap, and you know, after all of our tournaments were done and city was done and all that stuff, and and then um, the industry awards were like, no, we're not going to do it either this year um, because various people that you know put in a lot of work behind the scenes. They have you know real life going on, and you know for various reasons, which I don't even know most or any of them you know they just decided not to this year um and then there was drama with twippies and oh my goodness everything was was really really a little overheated for you know what this is this is supposed to be a fun hobby <laughs> so anyway so i was just like oh okay well i've done i've done six podcasts i only need to do five like if they have it i qualify and then it came out that they didn't and so i'm like you know what whatever like i don't even have all the data for 23 yet anyway so um, we'll just kind of hang tight for a little bit and kind of go from there. So now that, you know, we're we're eight minutes into an intro of, you know, reasons, <laughs> um, let's actually get into what the conversation is going to be about. So 
at the top of my list, uh, we're going to talk about the Arizona State Championship. And from so Arizona is a super state. We in order to qualify for a super state, you need to have a hundred tournaments in a year and four hundred unique players in a year. And if you meet that criteria, your state is a super state, and you have your top twenty-four players qualify for your state finals. If you do not meet that criteria, you are still a state. <laughs> I don't want to say like you're just a state, you're a normal state. Like I, I don't like because super state came after the fact anyway. So everybody once upon a time was just a state, and uh, that is your top sixteen players. So Arizona is a super state. So we have top twenty four going, and uh, we actually had two Tucson players that went, uh, Ben and John, and. You know, I, I say this a lot, and I say it because it's true, not because I'm, you know, like angry about it or anything. Like it's it's just the reality. Like you have to go to Phoenix in order to try to qualify for state. You could win absolutely every event down in Tucson, and you would not come in anywhere close. You like I, um, I've never I've never really done the math, but just like to find the top twenty high, highest scoring events in all of Tucson is probably, you know, winning. Uh, both sessions, both six-month sessions of the Tucson Pinball League, um, you know Ben's weekly Tuesday night league that he does a couple seasons a year because we do um, typically it's a nine-week season. Um, so winning that is is worth uh, I'm trying to remember about 13 points or so, and then uh, Tucson Pinball League is is north of 10 but shy of 15 points. So in that ballpark, um, and then you're down to the individual events between what I do at the rink and then what Ben does at, at his stuff or it's not really a monthly anymore now that he does his, his weekly league, but you know, like the, the one-off stuff. And then now you're into single digit points for the most part. Um, so you might end this, you might end the year. Um, I don't know, with like 50 points if you won absolutely everything in Tucson and that doesn't get you in. <laughs> so um, reality of Arizona is you have to go to Phoenix to play or you have to go to Phoenix if you want to have a chance of qualifying for states and you have to do well, um, you know, for enough things to make your, your top 20 card in order to get into the top 24 in the state. And so, um, we had two players, like I said, Ben and John, and that was just this last weekend that they actually, uh, did the thing and, um, it was streamed. And so I got to watch that. And then I got to watch the, the women's state thing as well. Um, for the most part, I was, I was traveling that day. So it was a little, a little bit more challenging. Um, but still got to enjoy watching that as well. Um, so Ben finished second and he took Kevin to seven games, I think, and, um, finished second on Baywatch with way more points than I think I've ever scored on that game. <laughs> and, and Kevin, uh, I, I don't even remember off the top of my head, but Kevin was in the, uh, low to mid eight hundreds and John or, and Ben was in like the, the high seven hundreds, I think was kind of the final. I, I don't remember exactly, but, um, that, that's the ballpark and, and that's quite a few points. So, um, congrats to both of them. Obviously we're, we're proud of them for making the trek enough times to, to, and doing well enough up in Phoenix to, to getting into the top 24 and, and doing their thing. And, you know, it's always, it's always fun. It's always nice to make a state. Um, it's a nice goal to have. Um, some people, cause you know, it's a nice goal because some people have that opportunity and, you know, the skill set to be able to qualify. And some people don't have both of those things, whether it's the time or, you know, the, 
the typical finishing. I don't want to say they don't have the skill to do it because that's kind of rude. You know, like you know, I just I, I was just at league on Tuesday, and I don't think I have post drain brick shot. You know, oh my gosh, like that was. That that night, I was not going to win anything. And then there's other nights where I can't miss a shot, which, you know, those nights are pretty rare. But, um, you know, overall, like, anybody can have a good day. Anybody can have a bad day. Um, there was several players that, that were eliminated way sooner than I was expecting. Um, and, you know, not to not to speak for anybody else, but I've I've had those days where you show up to something and you're like, you're not thinking like, this is important. This is important. This is important. Like, you know, like that's not really something you're thinking about. Like it's just the reality of where you are and what you're doing. And like, you just could not have had a worse showing. (laughs) It's like, you know, can I, can I do bad at like a weekly or something? I mean, I, I just did. So I, yes, I can do that as well. But you know, it's, it really feels nice when you are at a, event that's not necessarily a recurring event like you know like a zapcon or you know state finals or something like that and not only do you play kind of where you were hoping to but you play far and above that and it's just like okay you know like if if i'm going to be inconsistent and have some really good days and some really bad days i'd love to pick one of my really good days at state and just kind of see what happens (laughs) you know so anyways um that was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for the the merrily, merrily, merrily Twitch channel for for streaming that, and the commentators for sitting in the booth and chatting. And um, I know they were kind of struggling with a few games being pretty far away from you know where the computer was, or I don't even know what uh, what their receiver setup is because I, I know what cameras they use, and it's not a traditional like wireless streaming rig with wireless transmitters on the rig and then wireless receivers close to the computer. Um, they, they have these cool Logitech cameras that I don't even know what they're broadcasting to, whether it's somebody's phone or like a main, you know, single receiver that they plug in via USB. Like, I I don't know how that all works, but definitely we're, we're kind of fighting with some signal strength at some point, but, uh, either way, the vast majority of the event, uh, went very well and the reception was great and very appreciative that that was, um, available to, to watch. Um, So next thing we're going to talk about is the Tucson Pinball League. And uh, so to to close out the season, um, the A division winners, and I don't have B division. um, This is just kind of overall and in general. Um, So first place, we had Matt C. Second place, we had Ben. Um, Third, we had Andy N. And I I mean, and let me finish the list. So fourth, we had John F. So um, it's not hard to find these people's last names, but it feels kind of weird to I don't know, say last names and I, I mean, it's all public information. It's not like it's behind a password or anything. So I, I don't know, like maybe I should talk to people and be like, hey, do you care if I use your last name? Or like maybe it doesn't even matter because go on the Internet and Google to some pinball league and find the list like it's really not that hard. But uh, anyways, um, and I'm, you know, as I was doing this list, it's like, well, we have we have top four for, you know, city and for the the novice league and i don't do top four for trophies for tucson pinball league and i possibly probably could um i, I kind of run that as a pretty low cost thing um so like the trophy budget isn't typically super high <laughs> but uh, i could probably figure out a way to do um fourth place trophy as well because um, 
it being a, a top three and everything else being a top four that I run, it's just kind of weird. So I could probably tack on a fourth place for um, A and B division. Um, so anyways, just kind of thinking out loud on that one. Um, so the actual numbers on this thing. Um, so for the headcount, uh, let's see, for 2022, and this is kind of weird because it's kind of like the dollar thing. It's like, well, how do you how do you verbally say you know, what the dollar actually is. Because realistically what the dollar is, it's a dollar per player per event. And there's not, like I haven't come up with a, a good way of just like in a single word, like describing what that dollar is. Um, so we're just going to call this attendance, right? So um, the Tucson Pinball League, the total attendance for 2022 was 155 players. And that averaged out to 12.9 players per event. And for 23, it was 166 total in attendance and 13.8 um, average attendance. So um, almost a full player higher. And when you're looking at numbers in that range, it really doesn't take more than one person to kind of like really skew the percentage of stuff, <laughs> you know, because the difference from 155 to 166 is literally one more person showing up with any sort of consistency. So, um you know, that's, that's kind of the Tucson numbers and, um, that's, that's the way it is. So, uh, city, uh, city was, is the only thing besides Tucson pinball league that I run in December. I don't run my Thursday night things in December, um, because I need time to order shirts and that's kind of it, <laughs> but it gives me enough of a head start so that I can do, I can do the shirt order because typically I have to track down at least one person to, to confirm their size and, um, now that I've got most everybody's on previous spreadsheets, um, if you don't respond to me, you get what you got previously. And so if you um, enjoy your pantry a little bit more or if you've um, kind of reversed that pantry enjoyment, um, you're, it doesn't matter. You're getting the same size that you had last time. <laughs> um, so I hope the shirt fits. Uh, but anyway, so um, first place in that was John F. Uh, second place was Matt C., Third place was Andy N. And uh, yeah, so fourth place was Derek J. And three of those four were the same things as the top four in Tucson Pinball League. So um, there's at least some consistency going on there. And um, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, Ben did not make top four in City, which I know he was kind of bummed about. Um, I didn't either. So, you know, we were kind of being sad together, I guess. I don't, I mean, Ben stayed just to hang out and see who won. And I stayed cause I have to write scores down and, you know, congratulate the winners and take pictures and look around the room as, as the winner engraves their name in the trophy. Like that's one of my, I mean, honestly, like city is one of my favorite things to do uh, just cause it, I think it's, it's kind of a unique thing from what I run and it's, it's the end of the year culmination of, everything that these players that get invited to city have kind of worked for this over the year. Um, some people, you know, it's, it's their goal to make city so that they get that shirt that says, Hey, I, I qualified for her Tucson um, pinball city championship. And that's their goal. And some people, their goal is top four. So they get on the banner and others, their goal is to win. <laughs> they want all three of those things. Um, and if you win, you get to engrave your name on this 12-inch diameter uh, trophy. It's a it's a steel hollow ball, and the engraver makes a lot of noise in that in that building. So it's pretty nice when uh, you know the the person starts engraving away, and it's got that that echoey 
you know, little tinny jackhammer sound to it, I guess. And and now I think people are kind of used to it. Some of the regulars are. Um, you know, they're all hockey players on Sunday anyways. Um, but it's it's kind of cool to <laughs> – was it a couple of years ago, last year, something like that? Um, there were several people that had no idea what was going on, even though the trophy was sitting on a table on display the entire time. And, um, you know, the, the engraving began, and then everybody just kind of rubbernecked over like, what is going on? Um, and, and I was, I was just standing there taking pictures and I'm just like, I'm able to see everybody. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is kind of funny. So, um, you know, that's, that's a kind of another perk that goes along with winning is, is everybody will be looking at you cause you're making a lot of noise. <laughs> um, so for the, uh, the Thursday events, the qualifiers that go into, into city. Um, so for 23, we had, uh, 194 total players come out. And 2022, we had 165 total players come out. And so, yeah, that's cool. It shows some growth, a little bit of growth. And I can definitely, you know, just kind of anecdotally attest to that. Because if you ask me, hey, what's your average headcount, like, in 2022, I'd say, you know, kind of about the same it had been for the last several years. Like, uh, maybe eight. <laughs> and that's anywhere from, like, five to nine and maybe, you know, 10, 11 on on infrequent occasions but um no for 23 like we were we were definitely stronger than that and uh, we had 14 players maybe twice uh, we had definitely 12 13 a time or two as well um, one of the first events for 24 we had 16 and that was with three out of towners um but two of them are almost regulars at this point <laughs> um so that's that's cool it's nice that they they come out to visit I mean, they come out to visit Tucson, but then they come out to play pinball with us um, when they're in town. So that's great. Um, yeah, so, you know, pretty happy about that. Um, I, I think everybody that's listened to the show for quite a while knows that one of the one of my goals every single year, I always say I'm just trying to grow the headcount, trying to grow the headcount. And uh, we were doing that event, and there were 16 people, and I walked over to Ben, and I'm like, yeah, I think 16 might be good because <laughs> um in in a previous goals type episode i know that i've brought this up before um that like my 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 goal for headcount like kind of the range is like 12 would be like kind of the minimum and then 16 is is my nominal like that would be probably perfect as far as headcount goes because like in group match play that's four groups of four and you know for max match play um, that's kind of about as many as I can have with the 10 games that I have at the rink. Um, and then I think, uh, I mean, well, I know that I've said that like 24 is kind of, kind of probably my max. And then we start getting a little, a, a little squished in the space that we've got and B, uh, a little nervous as far as the, the number of games we have. And, um, for max match play, that would be quite a challenge. Um, cause then we would definitely... We would definitely struggle. We'd have several people kind of sitting out waiting for a game, whereas right now it's it's typically only one. So we had 13 players at this last max match play, and we only had one person sitting out waiting at any given time, um, sometimes zero, sometimes one. Um, it kind of just depended on, you know, if you've run that, if you've been a part of that event, you know it, it kind of gets every now and then, like everything just all lines up and everything's great, and then every now and then, you know, certain people are waiting to play other people, um, just because it's it's kind of a round robin, and you're just kind of 
in the beginning, there's there's plenty of options for the, the computer to assign, and then as you get later on into the event, uh, the, the options start to dwindle, and it's just like it needs specific combinations. Um, so then we had, we definitely had the 16 players at the group match play, so that was four groups of four, and it went very smoothly. It was great. Um, but we got in way fewer rounds than normal, <laughs> and that's because we had four groups that were four players. Typically, what we'll run into is we'll have like, you know, one group of four and then two groups of three or two groups of four and a group of three, you know, just some sort of combination where there's not very many groups of four. And with the four groups of four, that just leads to the opportunity of one game going long is going to hold up the entire group. And when there's only one four-player group or two four-player groups, it's not quite as obvious round in and round out that, you know, hey, that, that potential is there. But when you have all groups, all four groups or four players, then we ran long on several rounds, and it's not even Godzilla's fault. <laughs> um, and I haven't done much to that. Um, obviously, extra balls are off. I turned off the oxygen destroyer, and um, not that that had a giant impact, but, you know, it could. Um and outside of that, I haven't done much else to make that one mean, um, but I think Iron Maiden was the one going long that, that last time around. And that's kind of, I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's not, it's just kind of unusual because, I mean, Godzilla definitely is typically, <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for a round to finish, you look over at Godzilla, and that's probably what is being played. So anyways, but just the reality. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm happy with, 16 players, and if we have extra players and we do one or two fewer rounds, um, I'd have to look at the percentaging and see if that's a benefit and how many extra players we need to sacrifice a round or two, you know, to either break even or come out ahead or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm more excited with the uh, the headcount numbers than I am with the uh, the rounds that we get through. So it's just kind of making sure and everybody's aware that it's their turn and hey hey go play go play your role. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, and then there's there's yet more. So Hot Rods, the uh, the novice league that I run. Um, so first in that was Bob B. Second was um, Ryan, my 14 year old. Uh, third place was Jim K. And then fourth place was my 17 year old Jacob. And we typically have eight players there. Like it's every now and then we'll have seven or we'll have six, and we actually have probably closer to ten uh, total players, but, you know, it, it's okay if one or two is gone um, just because, you know, there's only four games there. It's group match play, so it's four-player groups, and if we have eight there, it's perfect. Um, if we have nine there, because I have, you know, two games are in bank A, and then two games are in bank B, so we just kind of alternate which one, and nobody's ever playing next to each other. It's more of a space thing than anything. Um, if we do have nine players, then I can't really draw the groups on the on the different banks. And so, you know, somebody's going to be playing ACDC and somebody's going to be playing Sharpshooter. And one of those games is going to be over way quicker than the other. Um, so really it's just kind of a timing thing that I try to do by setting up those two banks. And so eight players is, you know, ideal as far as that scenario. But, I mean, if we had 12 or, I mean, we could do up to 16 players at that too. If we had 16 um, that's a lot. I mean, we'd probably fill up the lobby at Hot Rods pretty easily at that point. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was that was fun. Um, everybody typically has a, 
a pretty good amount of feedback saying, hey, this is fun, thanks, and I'll, you know, look forward to seeing you next time. And, um, you know, I, I know everybody that goes there, and it's it's definitely um, – if, if I were – I mean, I don't, I'm not eligible because it's a novice event, and I, you know, my arbitrary uh, definition of a novice, I don't qualify. <laughs> but, um, you know, if I were newer to pinball and that was, you know, I was looking to get into doing like a tournament or, you know, a, a league thing or whatever, like that's kind of the, why I've crafted it the way it is. And in my mind, I think that would be kind of fun. It's definitely more on the social side. Um, than than the competitive side, but there is still a competitive aspect to it. But it's very casual. It's very cordial. It's you know I think it's fun. Um, you know like I don't know my my mom doesn't like F14, so F14 is not there anymore, and that's not why it's gone. It just was time to rotate back to the rink. Um, but you know everybody is playing games that I think are are kind of they're fun. You know we've got an ACDC, a diner, an Attack from Mars, and Sharpshooter too, and I think that's a fun lineup. So anyway, so this happened last year as well. And first, so at Hot Rods, first through third was not already decided. They were all close enough that like the positions could have jumbled around a little bit, but anybody after that could not have made the top three. So like the first through third positions, like it was, it was kind of already set like, who was potentially going to finish in what position, but the order was not decided. Um, they weren't tied. Like la- last year, going into the final round or final night, the final event, um, Ryan and Bob were tied. And they actually, going into round eight, which we do, we try to do eight rounds. Um, going into round eight, they were they were tied inside that event and they were on the same game. So, and they were on ACDC and it, it came down to like that entire season literally came down to a single game (laughs) at the very tail end. And it's like, I'm sitting there, you know, at the computer and I can see everything, but like, I'm sitting there keeping an eye on stuff and I know the breakdown and I don't tell people like that are participating. It's like, Oh, you guys are top three. So we'll see how you do tonight. That's going to determine which trophy you get. Like, I don't do that. um, Cause that's. I don't know. That's probably a little, I don't know. That's, that's not necessary. <laughs> if they want to know, I mean, it's easy enough to figure out. I run it on match play. You can go find that stuff. Um, but I didn't tell anybody. And then fourth and fifth place, um, it was going to come down to, you know, who was going to get fourth and who was going to get fifth. There was a chance that somebody else could have come into the mix. Um, but it was very unlikely. So like first through third were kind of their own pack and then fourth and fifth were their own pack. And again, like neither player knew, but one of them was getting a trophy and one of them wasn't. And so that was kind of, it was fun to kind of go back and forth between like on, on the laptop screen. Cause I have a monitor that's facing out and I'm doing everything on the laptop. So I'm, I'm the only one that can see that screen. And I was bouncing back and forth between the, the daily standings and the, the seasonal standings. And I kind of knew the scenario and everything going into it. So it's like, okay, I don't need to look at the season standings. I kind of just need to know who's doing about what, um, on this event today. And that's going to determine like all four trophies. And it was, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. And I I let everybody know after the fact, kind of how the breakdown was going to go. And, um, 
you know there was there was definitely some like oh man like i'm totally gonna get you next year you know like it's just it's just fun stuff right and it's it, it's yeah like that man hot rods is fun you know so if you're in tucson and you're you're a little sheepish about doing tournaments for whatever reason like they're not scary you know like Come to Hot Rods. Come to the novice stuff. I haven't put out the schedule yet for 24. Um, that's that's on my to-do list, but it's not going to even start till um, March, anyways. Um, so it's we're, we're not like going to be in a hurry-up situation where nobody knows when the first event's going to happen because it, it's not going to happen for another several weeks. Don't worry about it. But if you're in Tucson and you want to come do some casual play, it's two hours the fourth Thursday of the month, and it's it's what like eight months out of the year or something like that. like it's. It's not a massive time commitment, and it's a lot of fun. And there's a bar right there. There's a restaurant. I mean, they they do they do good food, um, good drinks. It's it's fun. It's cool. Like we just hang out in the lobby. <laughs> I mean, you can get your own table and stuff, and and we do. But we're all just hanging out in the lobby, eating food, and um, you know, we're still inside the building, so we can have our drinks out there and everything. So it's it's fun. Um. All right, so on the business side of things, I already said we're not really going to talk about averages or anything like that just because things were, I don't know. I, I didn't really, I don't know. I'm, I'm lazy, <laughs> so I don't want to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, all the all those games that did well, they're all Sterns because modern Sterns is, are the only, like, modern-ish games I've got. Um, and, yeah, besides Attack from Mars, uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of... Kind of the the opportunity for the modern stuff, and the moderns are better than the classics, um, and it doesn't matter which one you prefer because that's just the way it is. Um, even though there are some classics that do really well, you know, there's some months that um, Old Chicago, the cheapest game as far as cost to play, um, Old Chicago competes with a lot of the other classics some months, and sometimes it competes with one or two of the DMDs as well. Um, but anyways, um, that's because the siblings at the rink all know a value after they discover one. And five balls for a quarter. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Plus it's got bells. Or not really bells, but it's got chimes. And, you know, it makes makes funny sounds. And it's it's a little bit slower, you know, so it's easier for the, the younger ones to kind of get a grasp on. And that's kind of a good good gateway game besides some of maybe the artwork that they probably aren't aware of. <laughs> um but yeah, overall, I think like I looked at the last several years, not several, last couple years and like year to year, it's it's always been like coin drop has always been like within 10% one year to the next. And it it might even be within like 5%. And it's not really growth, it's just kind of like flat. If you look at it over time, but and that's that's fine. Like it is what it is. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect growth without, you know, seeing a a much larger, not not much larger, but like you know, maybe if 24 stays consistent at 13 to 16 players per event, you know, then I'd expect to see a little bit of growth compared to last year. But, um, you know, all in all, everything's fine. Um, this this is a, a fun side gig. This is not my this is not how I feed my family and pay my bills and stuff. So <laughs> this is all just for fun. Um, but it's nice that you know it it pays for repairs and stuff like that. So, um, anyways, uh, let's see. So what what do we want coming into 24? Well, I I think I I said all of twenty three that I, I should do some shirts and I didn't do that. So um, we're actually I actually have some blank shirts. I'm gonna do some some of my little you know hacky homebrew shirts and I'm gonna try to do at least one order of like proper shirts this year. Um, and that's probably all I'll need for like the next five years worth of merchandise. <laughs> um, 
want to do some more podcasts. Uh, I only need five to qualify, but uh, definitely have more than that to, to chat about. Um, so we'll we'll try to put a little bit more effort into the consi- not consistency. There's no way this is going to be consistent, but like just the the overall volume for 2024. Um, if I could do one a month, that would be nice. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then I, <laughs> so I had been streaming. Um, I'd been streaming on Monday nights, uh, not every Monday night, uh, a couple of them. And I was trying to kind of get into the groove and be like, okay, it's Monday. I'm going to pick a game because, hey, several of them are working. So I actually have options. Um, pick a game and stream on it for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours and, and whatever and hang out and whatever. Um, and then my, my kids started playing travel hockey and they have practice on Monday night. And so it's like, well, I guess I'm not streaming on Monday nights anymore. So I have no idea when, and the schedule just keeps changing. Not like the hockey schedule, but like our daily live type schedule, um, depending on the month and the season and whatever. So, uh, anyways, I would like to stream a little bit more just to do it (laughs) and, and be able to chat with folks. Um, and going alongside that, uh, if you've watched my stream, which is at, on Twitch, I am Desert T1. So that's Desert with another T and then the number one. Um, that's It's a paintball thing that I've just kept for a while. Um, but anyway, so if you've watched that, you'll you'll see that I have, you know, the... Uh, Oh, I, I don't even the journeyman <laughs> Sony Handycam CX405 that you know everybody after they stop using webcams that's like what everybody starts using for their playfield camera because it it'll do 60 frames a second and um, it's pretty they made a lot of them they're they're out there <laughs> um, and then I have two uh, GoPro clones that um, that I use as a display cam and as a player cam. And one of them insists on putting that, the like overlay data, like when you popped a VCR, you know, a tape in the VCR player and uh, it had like the timer on it and it had like a couple different icons. And I just can't turn that off because this thing was not a very, it's it's not, it's not an actual GoPro and there's no way to just turn that information off. So yeah, that's, that's on the player cam. And what I'd, so what I'd like to do is I would like to just kind of play hot potato and get a Sony, I think it's Sony, yeah, it's a Sony ZR1, um, and that's more of like a vlogging camera or whatever, but that's what um, I've seen several people are using that for their playfield camera, they're they're better on low light situations, it's got a better um, quality image, I guess, uh, than the Handycam, and I'd like to use that for the playfield, and then move uh, the Handycam over to the display spot, and then that'll be I'll be able to zoom in on that because the GoPro cannot do that. And, you know, for it, it's a it's a difference, right? If you're sitting there playing, you know, like a DMD game or an LCD game, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, let's play Dolly Parton. And it's like the displays are, are really far apart. And if you have a GoPro, you, you're moving the camera around, which you probably will be anyway, just to kind of get a better perspective on the different games. But you can optically zoom with the Handycam and then you just zoom out and all of a sudden you can see all those classic displays and zoom back in and you can see a DMD and yay. So uh, that's kind of what I want to do for the display cam. And then one of the, the GoPro clones will move from the display cam to being the player cam. And then the one that never gets rid of that overlay information will just not get used. So 
Uh, that's I don't know when that's going to happen. You know, a getting the camera and b next time I'm going to stream. But um, if you head on over to Twitch, give me a follow, and then we can answer that question together when it pops up on your phone. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that was fun. I mean, because I, I actually I met a couple people, um, and now we have a, a new. I don't think he'll he'll mind <laughs> being called a, a new pinball addict, but you know I met somebody from um, out of the Tucson area, um, Eric and, and his wife, and they are absolute troopers. They they come up to the rink um, for Thursday stuff, and they come up to to Ina for some of Ben stuff, and they do league stuff and. I mean, it's it's a hike for me where I am, and they're I think forty five minutes further out than I am, and it's just like, man, you guys are you guys are awesome. So I don't even know if if Eric listens to this, um, but yeah, he popped into my stream one time, and was like, hey, I'm, I'm out in Sierra Vista. I've got a, a Foo Fighters premium, and you know, da 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 da. And like, so it's it you know, like he's typing and I'm talking into the mic, and you know, like we're having a conversation like that, and it's just like this is cool. And it's like, Hey, let me talk you into whatever I can talk you into. Come do tournaments, come do league, you know, whatever. And he's come up and they've, they've done a lot of stuff. And, um, that's, that's, that's really awesome. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully I just can continue to, to meet local folks and then we can meet in person at a, at an event and get everybody as, as addicted to this fun little hobby that, that we all are maybe, I don't know, something like that. I don't know. But uh, anyways, outside of that, uh, I'm sure there's there's other goals that I probably should have for this year. Um, maybe be better on emails for my the Tucson Pinball League um, instead of like a couple day notice. Do the the one week notice like I actually attempt to. Um, but you know what? At least I send all the emails, whether it's the day before or the week before. At least they get out, um, and I don't forget that. Or at least I haven't yet that I'm aware of. So um, yeah. So what are your goals for 24? You don't have to let me know. Just kind of think about it. And hopefully it's to play more pinball. And if you're in the Tucson area, hopefully it's to play more pinball with us. So uh, we'll catch you out there. Party on. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. It's Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. And we're clear.